Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, with Raider Nick. Not this rubbish, with Flakey Blakey. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. It's Raiders Review, with Blake and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork on the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the third most popular Raiders podcast still on third. the internet. Still third. Still, still third. claiming third. Still claiming third. Um, and we're brought to you with the very dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum. Get online and get engaging with other fans. And we're also brought to you with the genuine sponsorship of Landspeed Records. Come cash in. money. Cash money. Mm-hmm. Cash Cash, cash money. Um, come in and buy your CDs, vinyl, T-shirts, all manner of different fashion accessories from people who love the Camberators as much as you do. And I if you're listening, to this... to, I don't know if it applies to all the staff, but yeah, oh, most of them. Um, <laughs> but you know, definitely, if you're listening to this podcast, you love the Camberators. Yes. That is one thing that's absolutely for sure. Otherwise, you've taken a wrong turn. And welcome, welcome to you. Um, you know. A week's a long time of football, Blake. That's what I was going to say as well. I actually had that in my notes. You know, this time last week, we were on an absolute high oh, after yeah. after beating um, the Storm. And I imagine yep. the players were on a bit of a high yep. too. And maybe what we saw on the weekend was... It's a combination of things, but maybe there was a bit of a hangover. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't want to say they were reading their own press. I don't want to say they were reading their own press. But it would have been a big effort after the break to get up for that match away from home and play the way they did and have as much defence as they did in the second half. And then coming to play, you know, Newcastle at Campbelltown, probably to them may have looked like an easier option. And after 20 minutes, it wasn't an easy option. Well, and after the game one wasn't minute, gone, but... After know. one minute, it, it wasn't an easy option. And conversely, I think, whereas we may have taken the game a bit lightly, although, you know, players and coaches never admit to that, mm. uh, Newcastle clearly would have been right up for it, no. and they were. And I, I think the the message that the Roosters or um, I've forgotten what club it was was saying, you know, like good luck being the hunted, you know. And, yeah. and they clearly were the hunted. And you know what we said? We actually said last week Newcastle's pack was good. Oh, and, and, and they, they steam, were good. They steamrolled us. They were fantastic. And I they think they steamrolled us. Well, it's, it's you know you get Saifidi and Clemmer. Well, that's that's the Blues one two punch right there that's right and then they had in between them um, Andrew McCulloch who the Brisbane Broncos after a 59 nil loss probably been looking think you know it would have been really good to have a hooker who passes really well organises a forward pack and makes his tackles it would help wouldn't it it, it would really help because Andrew McCulloch looked like a very good player didn't he and 250 games of uh, experience, experience that they just threw out the uh, threw out the door Andrew McCulloch was in the 2008 uh, Toyota Cup final uh, which Jared Croker was in for the Raiders um, that's that's his, Josh Dugan yeah and that's his age that he came through Joel Thompson he was always a good player um, he still is a good player. I've never understood why he's so maligned. I think it's because he's not Alex Cam Glenn Smith. was in that game as well. Heaps of yeah. players. I, I think it's because he wasn't um, Cameron Smith. But you know what? Only Cameron Smith is Cameron Smith. Yeah. And if you're holding that prism up to every hooker, well, you're going to be disappointed in everyone except, you know, Josh Hodgson. Really, are you? You know, everyone else cannot make that grade. But Andrew McCulloch was very, very good. But yeah, think... He's solid. He's an old-fashioned hooker, but he does his job. He and his he, job. He, did, he had a great game against he us. Did. And, you know, speaking of players that had a great game I mean Ponga you know oh yeah it was very well, as soon as you start to write off a champion then they could play the Raiders and they always seem to play oh, yeah. them back into form Edric Lee fantastic <laughs> match how good yes. was he he did very very well but uh, we were out enthused I think we had a poor day in general there were a whole lot of players who were down from the court. moment 
that CNK dropped that bomb, yeah. you know, it was like, oh, this is not good. Yeah, it was not And good. then we got steamrolled through the middle. They yeah. seemed Look, to make a yards. a few rough calls. I think Ashley Clark, I think had we had Grant Atkins and his monitoring of the ruck, um, or, or Matt Checken, I think there would have been a fair few more penalties against the, the Newcastle Knights, mm. which may have changed it somewhat. But having said that, we were out enthused. I, it's just the way it goes. You know what I noticed they did, and I think we will see a lot more of um, as the season goes on to slow down the play of the ball. Three of them would, would hold the player in a tackle. As soon as the ref calls held, then they drop them to the ground. And I think that's going to be the, the strategy that most teams are going to yeah. employ. And unless refs are prepared to crack down on that... Well, and I, I really do think what they'll either do, because I think... You know, we've seen it, so that's going to be a fair... You know, it only takes one video review session to see this was slowing the play of the ball down. Um, but once you see something like that, it's very easy to then say six again, or it's easy to blow a penalty. Yeah. And and at that point, that that tactic goes. Because really, the six again has really got a lot of rust, wrestle out of the play. A lot of wrestle It has, but I think it's, it's, it's also added to what we've seen, the blowouts, and it's also, I guess, added to uh, the fact that when the momentum's against you... And a team like the Knights have the running in the way that we have, yeah. um, it's really hard to get that back. And, yeah. and one of the, the noticeable things that people have criticised the Raiders about in the game against the Knights was the lack of line speed. Yeah. Well, it's, it's hard to have line speed when you're on the back foot the whole time, isn't it? Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. But one of the things I would have said is the line speed from the Knights was phenomenally good. It um, was. And I don't necessarily think there was the best 10 metres kept. But having said that, I just think we were out enthused. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you play to the whistle, boys, and, and that's the way it goes. Um, we found that out against South Sydney last year when the Burgi cheated their guts out for that period and basically stole the match away from yeah. us and they weren't punished. You know, We then worked out, well, this is the way the game's being played and we have to play it that way. Exactly. And I think it's a good time to have a wake-up call at this stage where we've only lost one match. We're still um, in the top eight. Was it the loss we had to have? Well, I think it was the loss that we had to have. Well, this is the problem is that we were... We were we were four dollars fifty to win the premiership, and everyone was tipping us. And it's yeah, like, yeah. what's that? We're not comfortable. We're not comfortable with that. No, no, no. It, it must. I don't. I haven't looked, but it, I think it, it must slipped have, up yeah, last oh, week. Definitely. I think the Roosters are probably back at number one again. Um, because and the Knights of whatever their odds were paying, they've shortened because well, they looked very. They good. looked very good, and they looked complete. Yes, that was the other thing. They looked complete. You know, at the beginning of the season, when you were looking at their back line, you were saying, "Who the hell's Bradman Best?" Well, we know who he is now. He's a beast. He is a beast. <laughs> He's. He's a he beast. looks like they made him in a lab. He did, yeah, yeah, like a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, I can yeah. make you a man. He ha- he's got a bit of a sort of Master Blaster, uh, Mad Max Three Beyond Thunderdome vibe. He does, he does. Wes, Wes, and maybe you have to run him over with a truck. You know, maybe that's the way it goes. But um, yeah, uh, a, 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 sca- a scary boy. I would argue though that the, the bombs for the corner were putting the Raiders in all sorts of trouble. But part of the reason they were was because there was zero pressure on the kicker. So on the very rare occasions where we got out and got pressure on the kicker, the kick was nowhere near as good and our position in getting out was a whole heap better. But what we were basically, Mitchell Pearce was just basically running out there against a line that wasn't advancing on him and able to put the bomb exactly where you want him. Um, I think we know from experience, if you let a playmaker have as much time as they want, they always look a little bit better. So I'll be very surprised if this weekend Luke Brooks and uh, Josh Reynolds, it looks like. Yeah, Josh Reynolds. We'll get that much time, but Josh Reynolds has always enjoyed playing against the Raiders, but not as much as Benji enjoys no, playing against the Raiders. He doesn't quite odd. have the same record, but yeah, I do recall um, 2014, 2015, whenever they Canterbury. yeah, that, Bulldogs close loss at Bruce 
the Bulldogs close win. Yeah, and, no, when, close loss for us. Yeah, yeah when um, when Josh kicked that field goal yes. one step on the halfway yes. line. Yes, yeah, so that always sticks in my mind. When people, jammiest, jammiest. Well, when people sort of talk about him as a player, that's always sticks It was a great mind. game from him. Um, they, we were running them down. We were running the, the Bulldogs down. And Josh Reynolds said, no, you're not. And, and stood up and gotten the victory. Uh, he's really hard to dislike when you meet him. Like, he on the field, yeah, he's a super grub. But he is like... He's had a he's had a rough week. He has. But well, he, rough sort of year, really. But Oh, yeah, he has. But you know what? He... The thing about him is he's a fan who's managed to get to play the game. Yeah. And that's really the way he greets the, the, the fans because it's like, you know, like, I was one of you, so I understand who you are and I'm going to give you my time. And and it's really appreciated there's, by there's people. A, have you ever seen that photo of him um, as like a 12-year-old in his Roosters in his gear? Roosters thing, like, <laughs> yeah, I have. Well, it wasn't 12, though. It was a bit older than that. Was it? Oh, yeah. well, okay. But yeah, look, that was a, a good wake-up call. We got uh, the West Tigers this weekend. We've gone in with an unchanged side. And no we have. We have. I would. Well, are we going to go through the sides? Yeah, we'll go through the sides okay. right now. Um, and so it's seven thirty-five this Saturday night at Campbelltown Stadium, our home ground, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, so Luke Brooks will be playing. We have got Moses Embiers back as well. So because he's in the centres, but isn't he? Yeah, he's going to yeah. be in the centres, and he's very useful. So up front row, they got Musgrove and Alawai, Josh Alawai, who's playing better now. He's in the front row. We have got Grant. Um, young Harry Grant, he's ex of Melbourne, playing hooker. He's only played four games, but... Big raps. Yeah. We've got Chris Lawrence, who's 407 years old now, but, you know... you got to respect him. you, you got to respect and, him. And he's a good man and a good yeah. player. you got uh, Joey's brother, Luciano, in the second row. Um, capable like, of a few brain explosions, yeah. but a handy old player. Alex Twoll, um, who's great. He, you know, he may not go on to rep duty, but this is a guy who's... Rep, he's already played for Lebanon, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying to you is he'll get the job done, and you can trust him. He's a good player. No, no, good player. Um, you got Luke Brooks at halfback, whose defence has improved and is a, is a useful attacking half. Josh Reynolds, well, it all depends on his you know battle worn hamstring really as to whether he goes. But if he's good, he's always a danger. He could trip us up. In the centres, you got two completely different sort of centres: Moses Mbai and Joey Lalua. Now Joey Lalua. This is his first time come back against him, so you know it's going to be one of two things with Joey Lalua in this match. It's going to be rocks, or it's going to be diamonds. Well, he's going to be really up for this game, he and he's going to really try um, very hard. And that, again, will that eventuate that he ends up trying too hard? That's a possibility. Yeah, but sometimes will, what will the, What will the bandit be like on the field? Will the well, Raiders players be, be trying Curtis to... Curtis Scott. Is, yes. Is well, they've tuss- they've tussled before. Yeah. Well, they're going to tussle this time, and there's going to be a, a particular motion there. And, so. and Curtis Scott, when he was at the Storm, really stood up to Joey Lelua. He, he did. wasn't intimidated. He was. He was only. No. How old's he now? He was would have been nineteen or something. But Scott he... and Kotrick are going to be up against Lelua and Nofaluma, and that's going to be interesting because yes. no stuff's going to go down there. They're, they're going to press that button. And well, see we how know it which goes. we know which side of the field the attack's coming as well this game, don't we? Yeah. Pretty much, I think we do. I think we know it's going to come on to the right but side. So Leilu is up against Scott on the other side of the field. But last week, Newcastle Knights went down White and Croker, Whitehead, um, and uh, Bailey Simonson's wing, and that worked out pretty well for them. I thought. Well, they scored their points on our right hand side. Yeah, that was where Croker was. On our right hand side. No, you're right. It was the left-hand side. 
Scott's yeah, okay, on the well, right. Yeah, that's where they're coming. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I'm looking at the field the, the, the wrong way around for some reason. Bradman Best. Bradman Best. He was Tour Scott a new one. But it wasn't just that, right? The, also, the problem on the right-hand side as well, though, is that's where Bateman normally defends. Yeah. I mean, for all the all the creative stuff he does, all the genius, yeah. uh, defensively, he really tightened up that side. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the weakness was. And Scott and... Um, Kotrick, you know, got exposed a lot. Uh, to what extent, this is always the thing, yeah. you know, is it someone failing to cover from the inside that makes them look yeah, bad yeah. and rush out of the line? Scott missed five tackles. Yeah. All their points came that side. That's the side that... Uh, You'd that... be surprised they have a second But so isn't Leilua then up against Croker, surely? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Pork's an idiot, folks, in case Pork, you didn't already know that. Pork is an idiot. Pork is an idiot. He went to the other side. But thanks, thanks for bagging that out. But uh, yeah, no, that that's really good. Our side completely unchanged. But then we get to everyone's favourite segment, everyone's favourite segment, which is the extended bench. And who is on the extended bench? This, tell us, tell us this week. Well, the extended bench for the Raiders, we have Young Starling, who's the reserve hooker in eighteen. We have Frawley, um, you know, one of our. Do you know the Do you know the link between where we're recording this podcast yep. and Matt Frawley? No. Just the other side of this wall yeah. that we're looking at now is Frawley's Shoes. Oh, is he Frawley from Frawley's Shoes? There you go. Okay, good. Excellent. Uh, but, FSW? But we won't reveal the location oh, yes. of where we record <laughs> yeah, because yes. we will never reveal yes. the location of this filthy storeroom, will we? So that good was point. just that was a smokescreen, people. We'll For those that of you out, out that was a smokescreen. We're not actually sitting there. Um, so we've got Ryan Sutton's back. Big Ryan. Hey. Now, he's also from, um, from Wigan, actually from Wigan, which is also where George Williams, who I ran into the other day, is actually from. So they're both from Wigan. Yes. They're Lancastrians. So, um, conversely, all the others, most football is actually from Yorkshire. Yeah. So John Bateman was from Bradford. Yeah, yeah. He was a Bradford junior, along with Elliot Whitehead yeah. and the Burgeyes. Yeah. They all came through together to varying degrees. Yeah. Um, and Adrian Pertell played at Bradford with them as well. Right. But um, basically, Bradford imploded, folded, went yep. broke. The thing is, it's come back now in a low division, but that's why all these players like Elliot Whitehead didn't stay at Bradford and John Bateman went to Wigan, etc. Yeah, well, yeah, unfortunately for them because they're good. But Ryan Sutton is back. He, he's healthy. He's on the extended bench. Could we see him make a return this week? Probably not. And Mick Oldfield as well is there, who has done nothing wrong. We still see Bailey Simonson sitting in, in jersey number two. Are we going to cover the Tigers' extended bench? Yeah, we're going to do that in okay. a second. And Rapin is sitting there at 17. I think it's a mistake. I think that when Jordan Rapiner came on the field, you just saw what he brings. Bailey Simonson had a fine game. He didn't do anything wrong. But I just think Rapiner is Our such next, an integral yeah. part of our team. This is the thing about Ricky. Like, when he gives players a chance, we've seen this with uh, Mitch, Mitch Corner. You know, he doesn't pull the pin on people after one match. You know, one bad batch. He, he gives, waits about four games and then he totally he had, writes them off and they're dead to him and he never has anything to do with them ever again. That's not true at all. People <laughs> always have their opportunity in the Camper Raiders under Ricky Stewart to impress back through the lower grades when that happens. But Ricky is a man who likes to pick and stick with his sides and make sure that he doesn't look at each, each loss or each win in isolation. He looks at the team, how they're performing over the long term. And I think that's a very good approach. Now, I the, just think that Rapine is such an integral part of the team and you... You think about over the years, the way he can inspire the whole team with one run. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. And, you know, he's back. He's back in the team. He's back leading the victory song. He has to be He has to be part of it. Look, I didn't mind him coming off the bench, and I think he added something, but I'd like to see him playing 
the full 80 minutes now. The other one, too, is um, Saliba Havili. I would have injected him. I'm not the coach. I don't claim to be coach, but I would have injected him into the game much earlier because, again, we saw straight away the Just impact that he has. Yeah, and he did, and he was exactly the right sort of weapon in that, in that regard. Looks great when he comes on uh, towards the back end of the second half. Why not bring him towards the back end of the first half as well? That's what I don't, I don't, I don't know entirely how it fits in with their rotations, etc. But I think he has that He's energy. He's definitely an impact runner. And no also, question. too, in terms of the way the game's adjusted this year, yeah. straight away I thought, well, if it's fast yards straight up the middle of the field yeah. he's the man to do it he really is he's yeah. a chunk of, chunk of muscle we said that last week he, he had a good match um, the extended bench for the West Tigers well this is actually worth mentioning because number 18 is Benji Marshall <laughs> so is he going to just now, come back in I'm getting some mail yep. that he's going to drop off the bench yeah, he's going to drop There's, off is yeah he? I'm getting some mail Madge McGuire he's, he's taking gonna, out the axe well there was the incident the, the kissing incident. incident. Oh, the kissing incident, yes. Yeah, so anyhow, so I've, I've got some mail, so I reached out on Twitter. You reached out. I reached out to um, the mole, yeah, the lurker. Yeah, the lurker. Clarky. Clarky. Oh, you got to reach out to Clarky. <laughs> <laughs> to see um, if any of them could confirm my mail. Yeah. And the mole liked the tweet, but that was it. He didn't actually confirm it tonight, but he liked it. He liked it, yeah. right. Well, I have heard that Next he time we'll reach out to Den and Kemp as well. Yeah, we the should. Beak. We should, we should, we should. <laughs> Um, we've got Luke Garner in the 19 jersey, um, second rower. Whether we see him or not, we don't know. Then we've got young Billy Walters, who's another player who's got cut by Madge McGuire. Um, you know, his dad won't be happy. You know, well, he's meant to be the uh, the wonderkin coming through. He's, he's, no, you know, he's, he's a journeyman. He's like already 26 or 27. And then we've got Corey Thompson, who's uh, sitting there. And so it's for an extended bench. It's Corey, noteworthy. Come on. Yeah, it's, it's not noteworthy. It's, in terms of extended benches, it's one of the best I'll see. It, it really is. If it was a four and four game, our extended bench versus their extended bench, yeah, I'd be back in the Tigers. Yeah, it's a great extended bench. But having said that, if it was you know our bench, I think Corey Thompson, he's Havili, Gula, Soliola, and Rapana. If you look at their bench, and you go, McKayley, uh Russell Packer's just come back from a knee injury and is getting on a bit. Our Russell, um, he's not the young man that he once no, was. They've been trying to medically retire him. Yeah, well, he's thirty, so he's come back in. Michael Cheekan. Who can do a thing or two? Former ex- Raider, former Raider, yeah. and you got a man by the name of Seafarth, Alex Seafarth, 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 from the West Tigers, and uh, never heard of him before. But Tex Hoy, Tex Hoy, <laughs> he came good. He came good, yeah. didn't he? He came up. We mentioned him, and he did something. He yeah. was there, and he played. So you know that's that's one result for the extended bench, and we have got to be happy about that. But I suspect either. When they cut the numbers back, Benji's going to miss, or Benji's going to be playing in the, t- in the no, team. No, Benji, Benji can't play, Kenny, because if, or if he gets tested and is cleared of the coronavirus, he yeah. can't play. I just think that, like, I mean, really, what the hell was he thinking? I don't know, I don't know, but he's probably trying to piss off Madge, and you know, <laughs> he's success- I'll show you. <laughs> okay, so now we have a new segment, people, for a popular Durand around here, and it's called Blake Stradamus. So, Blake, you're going to predict the future. Well, I have, in recent times, made some sort of ominously eerie predictions, notably uh, the Rapana, Rapana coming back into the team, it was where eerie. he was going to play. That was right. Last week, when we recorded the episode... I'm getting shivers here, people. Last week, when we recorded the episode... It all makes sense now. <laughs> I said that there was something fishy going on with John Bateman's shoulder. You did. And what happened? But between us recording the episode and releasing it, yeah. The story broke that he had to go back in for more surgery. So, my next prediction, uh, Sean Wayne. Sean Wayne. Yes, I sent you a text 
during the week and you said Sean who and I was like do you even listen to our podcast yeah, no, do, you said, follow, I, do you even I, follow regularly? Mo- <laughs> do you even follow regularly do you even follow regularly I watch your mouth move occasionally but it doesn't mean I'm paying any attention listeners this is the man who claims mm. to um, know all this wonderful stuff about our, our UK signings mm. and knows how well they're going to go doesn't have any interest in the Super League doesn't follow the Super League did, did, I, even tell I, you, did I tell everyone about John Bateman first did I tell you he was coming did I tell you how good he was yeah I did no no I said to you at the time I watched him and then I saw a very solid, hard-working player, but I didn't see the flair. But anyway, we're not going to go into that now. Sean Wayne... Because I was right. ...is the former coach of Wigan. He is. Who has now taken over as the England or Great Britain coach from Wayne Bennett. Mm-hmm. He's the coach that Bateman, uh, George Williams, etc., Ryan Sutton, all know and love. He's an old-school coach. He's more in the Ricky Stewart mode than he is in the sort of new-agey... Trent Harvard Robinson. speak. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Trent Robinson's okay. It's it's um it's more the Broncos coach that upsets me with, with all his million statistics and you know, reasons why they lost. But anyway, he has announced that he wants to um, come and coach in the NRL, and he's put his hand up for the Dragons' job. My goodness gracious me! It's like if saying, he becomes the Dragons' I'll be coach, a crash test dummy. <laughs> if he becomes the Dragons' coach, suddenly. The Dragons becomes a whole lot more appealing proposition for John Bateman to go to. Mm-hmm. So that's my prediction. Right. John Bateman and Sean Wayne, a double package at the Dragons 2021. And let's go back to my prediction, which I made in the depths of the horrors of the 2018 season, that come 2020, no Canberra Raiders fan would be out without a premiership and that we had to stick by Ricky Stewart. And I made that prediction. People laughed it seemed, at me. It seemed Half of you asked for a transfer. But I was, I'm going to be right. <laughs> I, I, look, if there's ever a wacky prediction I'd love to see come true, that's the one. Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing. Amongst all the, the, you know, the bad sides and the things that didn't go you know, fantastically this week, and there was a few sobering facts, there are, in fact, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. And you know what the reasons to be cheerful are, Blake? What are they? Josh Papali. Oh, that was going to be my one as well. Was it? Well, Josh Papali is like, really? Seriously, Josh? How good are you? He's like a fine wine. He, he, he's just getting better with age. It is incredible how good he is. You know, I thought we were down and out, punch drunk, you know, we were just going to meekly surrender. It's going to be. And then Josh Papali stands up and says, yeah, we might not win today, but you're going to know we were here. And they did know they were there, and they knew they were bested, and uh, in, in just in his position, you know, he was fantastic. Uh, once more, worth every penny, isn't he fantastic? You know, been here since uh, as a Raiders junior. Hopefully, and he'll you play said out a season. you said in a previous episode mm. that he was off contract at the end of next year. And I thought he was. And I said to you, no, that's not right because he resigned for like three or four years. Yeah, he's not off contract till the end of twenty twenty two. Which is good, but we should still be looking at upgrading him to keep him longer than that because I think we can all agree that Josh Papali is wonderful. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, but he's wonderful. And he's we love him. Um, Ryan Sutton coming back, another reason to be cheerful. Lovely lad. Big unit. Got something to prove and it'll be fantastic. And after this weekend, Hudson Young only has one more match before he can come back and start being Hudson, which will just be fantastic. And these are all reasons to be cheerful. Um, another reason to be cheerful is we get to go up and play the West Tigers this weekend. Hopefully, scrape out two points so we can get the show back on the road. But at t- our home, at our home ground, yes. And talking about that, that's uh, something that's made uh, Blake a little bit fired up, and in fact, something that's going to make Blake go on the burst. Okay, so it's been announced today. Today, 
but the uh, schedule of the Super Rugby Tournament, whatever it's called now, Reduced Trans Tasman Cup. Yeah, that strange football, that one. Is is you tell me you're a fan? Um, is is returning to Australia, and there's a game at Bruce Stadium coming up soon, and Fox will be there filming it and mm. broadcasting it to I don't know a couple hundred people who can be bothered tuning in. Really? And yet, can we explain why that's happening? Well, we don't know. We don't know. Why is that happening and the Raiders have their home ground at Campbelltown Stadium? Yeah, so also during this past week, I've reached out to some contacts in the Chief Minister's office. He has many cause, contacts. Because Blake and the Pork has fingers and tentacles everywhere. We, we do, like everywhere. the um, You know, the listeners... Shh, shh, can't say yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ACT government has been on board for the NRL to have games here mm. since day one. And, and the view one. that we've heard is that it, it's because the broadcasters are trying to save money and they have to go to single things to actually save money. Now all of a sudden we have this agreement that they're going to come down the highway for the rugby union? Yeah. Really? That's it, what's going to happen, is it? It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. And and I think you're right to be fired up about it. I think you're very right to be fired up about it. And I want to hear answers. Um Premier Volandis, uh, President Volandis, um, we want to find out, you know, exactly in your your vision of rugby league, exactly why the Canberra Raiders now seem to be second class citizens again, and that somehow rugby union gets put in front of rugby league by our broadcasters. Yes, outrageous. WTF, outrageous. Volandis, WTF. Please explain. Fox Sports. Please explain. But that's not the only matter that we can get annoyed about uh, this week. It's been something that uh, has pissed me off quite a great deal. In fact, you can say it has ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? Do you know what ground my gears? Tell us. The instant we started looking shaky on um, Sunday against the Knights, and, you know, I'm, I'm on with the Greenhouse online and follow them on Facebook and Twitter and so on, so I'm seeing these feeds come in. The amount of fair-weather Johnnies coming in and slagging off the side and just laying into people was freaking astounding. Unbelievable. I mean, geez, pick and stick. Oh, my God. How about you go back and support the Melbourne Storm again if you're going to do that? I mean, really? One bad game and you're off the wagon and declaring that we're a pack of losers and nothing's going to happen? I mean, really? Get to the back of the freaking queue. Unbelievable. I, I am disgusted in that level of pathetic and weak support. You know what? If you're actually a Raiders supporter, you know how to lose because we've had a lot of experience in it and you know when to push the emergency button and you know when things are dire and it was not on Sunday night. Yeah, we were beaten, but it was not on Sunday night. That was just a loss. We got out those. We're going to lose matches. It's going to happen. And if you guys go out there and whinge and start finger pointing and offering the blame and all sorts of stuff at that particular point, goodness gracious me, I want you nowhere near the steering wheel when an emergency actually happens because you'll drive us into a fucking tree. And it grinds my gears, Blake. It grinds my gears. You're, now, you're getting a bit of a backlash from some of the Raiders fans on Twitter mm. with your open criticism of them. Um, and I'm just trying to find the t- what tweet we got here that you could read out, a la, you know, mean tweet style. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, mean tweets. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've just, I've just got to try and find it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sparkling <laughs> podcast this week, people. Sparkling There's podcast. There's going to be a lot of editing. It is. It is. Just read this out one. Okay, so this tweet comes in from Zeller. Zeller, we're mate. I thought we were mates. Zeller, Blake in the port, Tim Gore, creepy AF. His voice, his vibe. Mate, this is Twitter, not Stalag13. We'll say what we want, when we want. Blake, I feel sorry for you, word. Unbelievable. (laughs) 
unbelievable. I thought we were friends, Zella. I thought, I thought we had something special, but apparently well, we don't. Well, this is what happens when you turn on the fans. The fans turn on you. Every For every action, there's a reaction. Right. Right. And how did I turn on the fans exactly? <laughs> I Apart think from was... ordering them to, to, to stick by the side and be decent humans. I think it's the, sort of the judgmental tone. The judgmental parental tone. Really? Yes. And you don't have a judgmental parental tone? I don't know. Don't know. You don't, you're not being selective about the abusive tweets here. <laughs> Right. People are starting to understand what I've put up with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a listener of the week this week, don't we, Blake? We do. And it's uh, Annie M, again, who's very active on the Raiders' Twitter sphere. Yes. So, um, shout out to Annie M, who turned 50 this week as well. So, happy birthday. Nice one, Annie M. Nice one. Tell us, Pork, is there life on the other side of 50? <sighs> well, it's life, but, you know, is it really? Is it really? <laughs> Uh, a young girl at work the other day said, I didn't look 50. I said, really, how old do I look? And she said, 48. <laughs> yes. Well, I've only got six months of my 40s left as well, so I shouldn't, mm, I don't know. I shouldn't throw stains. So how do you see this weekend's match playing out? Hopefully I'll better than last week's. Yeah, well, yes. But how do you see the Raiders playing? How do you think they'll, they'll play this? Because, I mean, the Tigers just got beaten by the Titans. Yeah, I know. So they're going to be sore. Madge is going to be sore at them. He's going to be laying into them. They're going to be... Out. Hopefully he trains them really, really hard, as he's known to, and they're just like completely worn out and shattered by the game girls around. That would be I don't good. see us... They don't have the pack um, to really dominate us the way that the Knights Newcastle did. Newcastle had a, that pack, yeah. Interesting thing about that Knights pack is, well, next year they get Frizzell as well, so that's really... Yeah, I, look, I am curious about where the Knights are getting this money from because... I guess, I think Garrett, Aiden Guerra's on big big bucks and he'll be gone, but yeah. Mate, yeah, they're, they're starting to, like... You look at Saifidi, McCulloch, Clemmer. McCulloch's uh, only there for this season. Yeah, and then he's off to... Dogs. Dogs, right. And then SASA's got to be on decent money. We know Pierce is on decent money. Uh, Best is going to be on good money. Yeah. I think that's fairly obvious. Pong is on humongous money. Um... Glasby's got to be on half decent money as well, so you're looking at all these players. Maybe think, Glasby's going as well. Maybe, and but then yeah. you're adding Tyson Frizzell to it, who has not been playing well. No, but clearly his heart, like many of the Dragons fans, his heart's not in it. Yeah. Speaking I, of Dragons fans, did you see the um, Dragons fan on Twitter, Dragons Forever, that wants a refund for his membership? A refund for his membership. <laughs> and let's go back to that as well, people. We actually have to go online and log into our membership and actually choose an option. We can't just let it ride. They actually need an answer for us. So... Get online, log into your membership, and choose the option you want. Uh, we here at Blake and the Pork. Option A. Option A. You know, take it. Get, take the money, people. We're in for the long haul. Yeah, yeah, and that that's the thing. And if, you know, there are many, many worthwhile things out there in order to, you know, support in your community at this stage, but if you decide one of them is the Canberra Raiders and you want to give more, I'm sure that would be a good thing as well. But, uh, again, no, no judgment on that. Look, I, I see the Raiders really coming out with a far more determined edge against the West Tigers um, this Saturday night. I, I think the first 20 minutes, I'd say, will be fairly heated because the Tigers will be giving it all they can and they'll be seeing exactly what the Knights were successful and trying that as well. I think the Raiders will be ready for them. I think after a fairly hectic tussle in the first 15 minutes, I think just simply because I think overall we have a better team, we will pull away. But I, I still see good points in the West Tigers. I see the element of Joey Leilua being able to get them some points if he has a good Joey match. Definitely. And and I, I hope the Raiders will get away with, you know, a, a, a win, but I don't think it'll be a blowout. 
We have had a very good record against the Tigers in recent years. We For have. a long time, we really struggled against them. Yeah. But then in recent years, we've uh, there was and, like and three games ground. in a row that we put on 150 points or something ridiculous yeah. like that. But uh, yes, I don't think it'll be a blowout this week. I, I, I'm fairly confident we'll bounce back and we'll win. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be easy. I think we'll have to work for every bit of it. Um, I think that um, there'll be a lot of bombs coming CNK's way again. Yeah. Um, I but think, I also I think, think the there'll blueprint. be a lot more pressure on the kickers. Well, you'd like to think so. You'd like to think so. Um, are we going to do Who's Got a Lift this week? Who's Got a Lift? Who? Who does have to lift, Blake? There's a few players I'm going to single out this week. All well, right, is that? Uh, can you single out a few people? Anyway, um, I'm going to me- I'm going to mention <laughs> mention a few players. Chance Nickel Clockstad. Just remember, Ricky is listening. All right. Yeah, I know. I know. You thought you just edit the bits where I sound. I don't. I don't edit anything. Yeah, he doesn't listen to the whole thing, does he? He just thinks you're a wombat. Okay. Um, he probably won't get this far. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not this week. Champagne no, podcast. Champagne here. podcast. Uh, Chance Nickel Cox said, unbelievable player. Like, you cannot fault his effort. The way no. he turns up time and time again. Uh, this year, his second full year uh, at the back. I would like to see... Uh, I would like to have seen his ball playing develop, his second phase develop a bit, and we're still not seeing that. He threw one pass last week, and it was straight to Edric Lee. Yeah, so good pass to Edric, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not going to be critical. I'm not without being critical. This is like positive encouragement. I'd like to see a bit more of CNK. So that's someone I think could lift. The other person I think could lift is Joe Tarpany. I thought he was good. No, nah, well he was. He, he, that right side I think is exposed in that he can't get across as well as John Bateman. Whether he's better suited to lock long term, yes, he probably is. But the other thing is still just. I mean, I understand the aggression. I understand staying up for your teammates. When that incident happened right near the end of the game, I first look before I rewound and watched it again. I swore he was just throwing punches like crazy, mm. and yeah, he's still he's just got to watch those brain explosions because he's now twenty six or whatever. He's not the young hothead anymore. He's like you know one of the more older players in the team. Yeah, I think he's just got to sort that, get that out of his game. Yeah, he's got one hundred twenty six games under his belt. Exactly. Look, he's been trying. Like, there's been no questioning Joey's attitude and his effort yeah look there's some some stuff in there but you know you're not going to push Joey Tarpanay around either it's like you know he's, he's no no and obviously when it's someone like Clemmer and look Clemmer put a late tackle on George Williams mm. and that's that's where you expect your prop to come in and you know when that happens to your halfback yeah you don't let that shit go you know well and I also without think, a reaction I mean yeah. the, the, the classic of course is the um, Brett White on Ben Ross after yeah, elbowing, yeah. elbowing the head. didn't do that again. No, he did not do that again. Mind you, Brett White also didn't play for a fair few matches yeah, after that, well. you may recall. Having said that, no one decided to go for late hits on Cooper Cronk anymore, no. did they? Because they actually recognised what was going to happen. And Brett White for may have many faults, but one of them is not the ability to throw a punch. No, well, you think about his career and his career highlights. Most of them involve... Um, He's really good at punching yeah. people in the head. There's no question about that. I also thought the Newcastle Knights... And Ashley Klein let them ran a very dangerous game with Jack White, and there was three occasions he was taken out. Well, they took, they did, they yeah. took him out in there, in, didn't they? In the chase, he was taken out, and on two occasions he was taken out heavily. Yeah, he wasn't just you know run off the ball; he was actually smashed into. Um, on two of those occasions, especially the first one, um, I think it could have been a, um, it definitely should have been a penalty, and it could have actually been a sin bin because it was such an aggressive shoulder to a, a player running through after a ball. Nowhere near 
you know, the player under the ball at that stage to actually lodge a shoulder in there. And I think Ricky was right to come out and actually say it because if sides deciding that Jack Whiten's chase is something they're going to try and, you know, look after by running him off the ball, well, they have to find out that a man sits on the pine from 10 minutes if they do it because, you know, that's probably the best way to, to sort that stuff out. Hi, this is Sia Soliola. Why are you listening to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork? You should go do something useful instead, like helping people in your community. I don't want to blame Ashley Klein for our loss because, quite frankly, I think the Knights played to the whistle. Yes, they, they no, played, no, they they were the played very well and they had enthused us. Um, hopefully the Raiders will come back this week and, and get us another two points because I think it's very important at this stage of their career. But it is definitely not, you know, ice cubes in the bathtub with razor blade time, no, people. No, no, no. So calm your farm, get behind the Raiders um, and, you know, just hook in as a supporter, you know. Before we go this week, uh, we now have a new logo oh. for Blake and the Pork. I don't know if you've seen it. It's uh-huh. on it's on the various social media it is. pages. And uh, I ordered the cutout. So the cutout you... will be there, people. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So keep your eye out for that. Uh, you have been listening to the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, uh, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I am the Pork. I'm Blake. And we will talk to you again with another champagne podcast. Blake and the Pork. This is why I got sent home. Don't even feel sick. Just gotta blow my nose every now and then. Are you recording that? Yeah. I'll edit that in. No, you won't. You'll edit that in because you're (laughs) a turd. You're complete. I don't. Yeah.